0: God. We declare that you are good, that you are holy, that you are awesome, full of love, that you are love, that you are full of grace, mercy, hope, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for everything, God. Thank you, God Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Why don't you have your seat if you're standing? I'm going to get right into it, guys. We're not going to do offering until the end. So thank you guys so much. Um, I'm going to try to do this uh, sitting down thing. I'll use this guy. Can we give God a hand? (laughs) Praise the Lord. I wanted to... First, uh let me just pull up some notes here. I wanted to first just uh give God praises for um for these lifestyle uh, sessions that we've been having. Amen. They've been so good. Can we give God a hand for that? Thank you, Lord. And uh just as a, uh just as a like a honor to all the speakers. Um, we started with, well, I did the intro, but, um, we started with Carlos doing hospitality. You guys remember that? Give God a hand for that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That is good. Then, um, then Kevin did generosity. That was good. Amen. Give God a hand for that. Um, then it was, I believe prayer with Danny. Praise the Lord for that. I believe we had an answered prayer that night. I believe we prayed for someone that needed money for an insurance or uh, surgery or something. And God provided. I remember that Sunday we heard the testimony. That Sunday we had uh, Jesse and Belen in the worship uh, lifestyle. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. Give God a hand. And then we had Merrill with expressions. That was awesome. Yeah, you didn't hoo-hoo for that. <laughs> And then we had creativity, right, after that. Praise the Lord for that. It was awesome. And that testimony we heard, that spoken word that Amaris gave, praise God. And then uh, we had Norma. and uh, <laughs> Yes, praise God for that. We had Norma and a little bit of Carlos that day. Uh, so that, that was awesome, both of them sharing about sons and daughters. Amen. How many sons and daughters are in the house tonight? amen praise and we have a good father amen? amen and uh i want to talk to you about that good father tonight and my uh my session is on intimacy and so as you can tell today we're having a really intimate time of worship and uh um, dini brought her stools from home and they're really nice I like we should put these in the office or something <laughs> and dini's like what um generous, Dini, be generous. <laughs> so I have the, the pleasure of uh, putting up, uh, uh, I mean putting up, I was like looking for the background, of um, sharing with you guys about intimacy. And as I prepared for this, I literally had like a month to prepare. And I did, you know, prepare. <laughs> and uh, I found out that, um, that I have experience with intimacy. And I always like mention it, I always say you guys should have intimacy. and going into it a little deeper, uh, I noticed that throughout my life, um, Christian walk with the Lord, the reason why um, the reason why we have um, you know the reason why I personally have had experiences, certain things that God has guided me to um, it's because I've had intimacy with and moments that have, like, defined me forever. Amen? And those things stay with you. And I'll talk about some of those things and the examples I'll give you today and everything. So let's go to, um, first, let's start with the Bible. Amen? Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 3. And it'll be on the board if, if you don't feel like going to it, you can... On the TV, I don't know why I said bored. So, First Corinthians chapter eight and verse three. Wow, I like that version. That's not the way I had it. I prefer that one. Um, do you guys see that? But the person who loves God is the one God knows and cares for. Ah, man, I know that you guys love God. Amen. Like, I know that sometimes we question ourselves if we, like, if we love God enough or, um, you know, uh, sometimes even if he loves us, we question that as well. But I'm going to give you a little, um, like, a little secret. And, And the secret of, like, how do you know that, like, that you love God? How do I know that I love God? Well, you love God because... Um, you love to hear from him. So you guys love to hear from him? You love his voice. You love to hear from him. And you love to know him. You love to know more about him. You love him. I know that sometimes when we mess up and we do things that may not please God and things that are out of our character as a child of God, we sometimes question whether we love God or not or whether he loves us or not. I love what this says. The person who loves God is the one God knows and cares for. You love God, so therefore God knows and cares for you. Amen? God knows you, and he cares for you. Amen? Amen. So in the Amplified Version, I'd like to read it to you. I know uh, we don't have it up up on the, the board, as I said, on the TV. But um, the, the Amplified Version, I really like it. It says, but if one loves God truly with affectionate, reverence, prompt, obedience, and grateful recognition of his blessing, he is known by God, recognized, listen to this, recognized as worthy of his intimacy and love. And he is owned by God. So that part where he says that God knows and cares for you, What God is saying there is that you recognize that you are worthy of his intimacy and of his love. Because intimacy doesn't work if you don't feel worthy enough to have intimacy. If you have unworthiness in your life, it's going to be difficult for you to have intimacy. But tonight, I promise you, I feel the Holy Spirit already working and he's going to work even more if there's any ounce, any pinch of unworthiness in your life, he's going to take it out tonight because he wants to have a deep relationship with you, a deep connection with you. And we're going to get to what intimacy looks like, what it means, how it works. I can talk to you about intimacy until my like face turns blue, but it's not until you practice it and you sit down with the Lord and have intimacy. And maybe you don't know what that looks like. You don't know what that sounds like. What do I say, etc.? Well, well, We'll hit some of those points, hopefully. So let's go to Psalm 139, and this is where we will kind of spend the rest of our night in. I like the sitting down thing. Good idea. Yeah. It relaxes me. I probably won't yell as much today because I'm not standing. Plus, it's kind of dark and dim. So Psalm 139, and uh, we're going to read verse 23 and 24. And I'm reading NLT. Let me know when you have it, if if you're going there with me. You there? Praise God. And if not, it's on the TV screens. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. David just, he figured it out a long time ago. Amen. Do you know that Jesus, side note, do you know that Jesus is going to sit on the throne of David one day? It's promised. And you're like, he is on the throne. No, he's going to sit on the throne of David. He'll be recognized as, that's the son of David sitting on the throne. Anyway, side note. Um, you know, I want to tell you something. You know that you don't have to have intimacy with God. You don't. You get to have intimacy with God. And it's a big, big difference. So sometimes we look at intimacy, or or prayer, or a devotional uh, lifestyle uh, intimacy. In this case, we look at it as I I should do it. I have to do it. No, you, I I get to have intimacy with God. Imagine I had to have intimacy with my wife. How would she feel about that? Oh, man, I have to have intimacy with her. No, I get to have intimacy, amen? It is a blessing. It is a privilege. It is an honor. It is glorious. I get to talk to God. I get to have relationship with my papa, with my father. I get to have relationship with him. It is a privilege as a son, as a daughter, to have an intimate relationship with my dad. Amen. Amen. Sometimes, you know, when when you're younger, you came home from school or you came home from work, or maybe you're still doing that because you're still younger. but, or you came home from work to your wife, and, and there's times where you talk and you say, hey, how are you, mom? Or how are you, wife? How are you? And you guys talk, and you eat dinner together, and you have a conversation. But there's times where you really talk, and you talk about your dreams. You talk about your fears. You talk about your doubts. You talk about your goals. You talk about your joys. You talk about the things that, that no one knows except you And our Papa. No one else knows. This is the invitation that God is, like, he's inviting you to this. To know you. Religion sometimes gives the impression of intimacy. Right? It gives a false impression of intimacy. And people crying out, trying to have intimacy. You don't got to cry out for intimacy. It's there. It's accessible at any time. Amen? Yeah, there's times that we cry out and we're crying out for God to do something in our land, in our families, communities. But for intimacy, he's there waiting for you. Amen. I've said this before. Jesus came at the height of religion. You guys know this. He came in a time where where they went from, you know, 200 some laws to 600 some laws. They were selling sacrifices in the temple. It was a mess. It was so religious. He came at the height of religion. But I believe he'll come at the height of intimacy. He'll come at the climax of intimacy because the revelation says that the Holy Spirit and the bride say, come, Lord, come. Why is the Holy Spirit and the bride speaking simultaneously and together? Because they're connected in intimacy. They know each other's heart. They're so connected that they're saying, Jesus, come, it's time. Intimacy is not how much I know someone but how much I let someone know me. Let me repeat that if you're writing it down. Intimacy is not how much I know someone, but how much someone gets to know me. Here's a definition of intimacy that, that I, that I kind of came up with. Letting someone into the deepest parts of me. Letting someone into the deepest parts of me. And, boy, that can be scary sometimes. Amen? That can be a little tricky sometimes. But God is safe. He's a, see, if you know him as a good father, you're going to let him into the deepest parts of you. The problem is sometimes you don't know him as your papa. You don't know him as your dad. You don't know him as your good father. You, you think he's mad. You think he did you wrong. He left you. He doesn't have answers for you. Cynthia and I received some challenging news this this week. I I didn't know I was going to say this, but. About uh, just our fertility, our, you know, our goal and our dream. Some really challenging news. Not some news that, you know, that are detrimental, but some really challenging news. And. Obviously, when you hear that news, you're going to react naturally. You're going to have your, your crying session and your, you know, am my defeated session, right? But eventually, you're going to have to go to the good father and recognize that he's good. And no matter what's going on in your life and the circumstance, you have him. There's people going through the same thing that you're going through without him. How do they do it? They get lost in in alcohol and drugs and living, trying to forget. But we have the opportunity to have intimacy with God. After hearing those challenging reports, I, I had to go to the Father. We prayed. We worshiped together. Some people prayed for us. And the next day I had an intimate moment, an encounter with God. And I didn't hear the answer that I wanted to hear. You know how sometimes you want to hear specifically, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And you, and, and you expect God to tell you, I want you to take this step, this next step, this next step. This is how you're going to do it. And you know what God says to you sometimes in intimacy? He'll tell you, be strong and courageous, son. Know that I am good. Be still and know that I am good. <laughs> and you're like, what uh but what do I do? What do I tell the doctor? God's like, just be strong, be courageous. But when you hear it from Papa, doesn't it feel good? It feels good when, I mean, the world can tell, uh, the pastor can tell you God is good. Be strong, be courageous. Right? It might feel good, but when, when dad says it, oh, when dad holds you and says, hey, I'm proud of you. You're going to be okay. And no matter what the doctor says, God has the last word. Amen? No matter what the world says, no matter what the politicians say, God has the last word. Letting someone into the deepest parts of me. And I I realized as I was meditating on this that every time that that a couple would get together, in the Bible, you know, in marriage, consum- consummating the marriage. And he knew her. That's what the Bible always says. And he knew her. And he knew her. The deepest parts of me. He wants to know you. See, God knows you, but he wants to get to know you. Amen? You, you think that, that David, when he says, search me, O God, and know my heart, You don't think that God already knows his heart? But see, what David is is doing is he realizes that he has a will, that he has the ability to say no, God. But he invites the good father. He invites Papa, search me, oh God, and know my heart. It's an invitation into the deepest parts of me. Know my thoughts, know my anxieties, know what I believe, know my identity. Search me, oh God, and know my heart is an invitation of intimacy. Our father knows us, but he wants to get to know us. The first thing that happens in intimacy that I realized as I meditated on this is he reinforces identity. Always. Always reinforces identity. Sometimes, you know, we think, what's our identity? The identity for you as a believer, you're a child of God, you're saved, you're acceptable, you're beloved, you're holy before God, it's in his word. Sometimes we forget it, but when we have intimacy with him, he reinforces our identity. He empowers it. He tells you who, who you are, who you belong to, to be secure in him, to be strong, courageous, that you're more than a conqueror, that you're victorious. He tells you in intimacy about your purpose, about your mission, about your vision. He gives you significance. He gives you uh, uh, the direction through intimacy. Everything you've heard from this lifestyle sessions, starts at intimacy. You want to be more hospitable. You want to be more generous. You want to be more, you know, creative, expressive. Everything starts in intimacy where he reinforces identity. He says, this is who you are, my child. Now go. He gives me personal purpose. Amen. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. Man, that's powerful. That's an invitation to have intimacy with our Father. Then he says, test me and know my anxious thoughts. Sometimes we walk about life not knowing why we react to certain things the way that we react. And you might have fear in your life. You might have um, unworthiness in your life. You may have shame in your life. Uh, you, you, you may have things that just don't belong. You may have anxiety in your life. You may have hurt in your life. Wounds in your life. And you react to things and you don't know why. Well, What David is saying here is test me and know my anxious thoughts, Lord. Know them. Why? Why does, why does God need to know our anxious thoughts so that he can bring it to, to, to a, a place of, of security? He wants to bring our thoughts and our heart to a place where we know that he is good. See, David says, search me, O God, and know my heart and, my, and test me and know and know my anxious thoughts so know my heart and know my anxious thoughts it's important that our heart knows that he is good and therefore our thoughts will know that he is good and then we will function like children of god and when we invite him to have intimacy with us it won't be there will be no fear there will be no holding back with him amen <sighs> The goal of our good father is for us to live our lives to the fullest. Jesus said it. I came to give you life and life more abundantly. Amen. You know, the first time I said that here, like I said this, I said these words. I remember it clearly because you guys had a funny reaction. I I said it in here, but in the beginning, and I, I, I don't know why. I don't think I had said something like this before in this way. And I said, you, you guys know that God wants you to be good, like happy. And we all laughed, right? Because it's kind like, of like, did you realize that God wants you to be joyful? <laughs> that God wants you to be okay, to feel secure in him? Did you know that? So I said this earlier, but being worthy is the key to intimacy. That's why a healthy understanding of the gospel is important, who you are. Uh, If you don't know who you are, you feel unworthy, uh, and, and therefore you cannot approach the Father or let him approach you into the deepest parts of yourself. You can't have intimacy with a lack of identity, a lack of value a lack of not knowing who you are. It's difficult to have intimacy because if you feel like you don't want God to see certain things, you kind of don't have that deep connection with him where you allow him to go in there because it feels scary because the notion of God sometimes feels like he's a scary and fear the Lord and all these ideas in our head and we're scared sometimes, but God is good and what he wants to do is he wants to, he wants to make you feel like who you are. He wants to you to walk in your full identity. Amen. Accept who God says you are. And know who he is. And have a relationship with him. Have intimacy with him. Amen. Intimacy is a privilege. Amen. It's as if you had a Disney pass. And you never went to the magic kingdom. Well. You have a pass. To the heavenly kingdom. If you don't go, you're missing out. John 1030 says, the father and I are one. You put that up, the father and I are one. You know, the intention of Jesus. Jesus came with already being one with the father. But the father's desire was for us to be one with God. The Father and I are one. Deep connection and intimacy happens in oneness with God. Amen? John 17, 3. I love the beginning of this verse. And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you. A lot of people think that eternal life starts when you die. Right? When you sleep here and you go into eternity. Eternity. Right? Eternal life is now. Now, you're eternal already. You sit in heavenly places now. As he is, so are we in this world now. Amen? Today. And so eternal life is to know him. So I was thinking of this idea of intimacy as it relates to to us, to people, and to God. And I was reminded of when Jesus said, I don't know if you guys remember, he said, you know, don't judge your brother for the speck in his eye. Because you have, you know, a two by four or a light post or, you know, a big old pulpit coming out of your your eye, right? He says, don't judge your brother for the speck in their eye. Now, check this out. I was thinking about this. And you would have to be really close to see a speck in someone's eye, huh? Amen. If I, if if I, especially me, I, I have four eyes. I could barely see still. <laughs> so I would have to get really close to see a speck in your eye. A speck is a tiny particle. I would have to get really close and intimate with you. And that's why Jesus says, "Don't judge that person, because you've gotten close to see what they're dealing with. And because you've gotten close to, to seeing what they're dealing with, don't judge them instead. Instead, love them like I love them. Love your enemies. That's tough. I know we ain't men in right now, but that's tough. But with God, our good God, nothing is impossible. And in intimacy, oh, he leads you to love people that you thought you would never love. That boss that gets on your nerves, that doesn't want to have a meeting with you about a raise that he owes you. <laughs> Not that I know anything about that. You get close to that person. And you can see that speck. Or God gets close to us and he can see things that we're dealing with. His goal is to help you, to encourage you. But Sometimes we fear that if people or God get too close, they might see what we don't want them to see. So we hide, we manipulate, we block, we look for the right answer that they want to hear. You ever, you ever give God the right answer that he wants to hear? And he'll ask you, like, what's going on with this? And you're like, Lord, I am victorious right now. I am more than a conqueror, God. But deep in your heart, you're like, I I need help. See, the whole point of intimacy is that you can be honest with him. And that you can say, Lord, it's awesome when you have a counseling session with someone. And, you know, growing up and, you know, coming to church or going to church for the You know, when I came back, I never thought that I would be sitting with people talking about their issues of life and that God would give me grace to help them. It's always awesome when you hear someone say, I just don't trust God in this area. I think it's awesome. I know it doesn't feel good to say because I've said it before and it doesn't feel good, right? But when someone says that in one of our counseling sessions, I say, good. That's good. Because you're finally being honest. And God can work with honest and sincere. And when you realize, whoa, I don't trust God in this area. You can ask him, Lord, I need your help. I need to trust you with my kids. I need to trust you with my job, with my boss. I need to trust you with my family. I need help in this, Lord. Lord. I'm just being honest with you. I've had to be honest with, I've had to, be, you know, be honest with the Lord and, and tell him, Lord, I just don't trust you in this thing. Can you help me? Are you with me? By the way, speaking with like individuals about intimacy, just real quick, because today is just about you and God, but just real quick, intimacy is not for the whole planet. You know, it's not what I mean is you and telling everyone your issues. It, it's for a selected few. Amen? Mainly if you're married, your spouse. Bless you. Not for everyone. The stuff that you're going through. Be selective, don't tell everyone your issues. All right. Love your neighbors as you love yourself. You know, we got to learn to love ourselves. As much as the Father loves you, man, you should, should be happy with yourself. Amen? So one of the things that affects intimacy, shame. Shame, meaning you have something that you're not, that you're embarrassed about, but highly embarrassed about it. What happens with shame is you hide, you know, you hide away from God. Uh, you blame others for not having, you know, good relationships. Uh, you, uh, you know, you, you, you just don't let God in. Adam and Eve felt shame. They felt naked when they ate from the fruit. They felt unsafe. Um, then they hid. They, they went into isolation and then our father found them, right? He's like, Adam, where are you? Like if God didn't know, it's the same thing as David. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Adam, where are you? And Adam comes out, and he's like, Lord, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I didn't, we felt shame because we're naked. So if you ever find yourself feeling, uh, not feeling safe or hiding and isolating, uh, the father's asking for you, but you just kind of don't want to let him in. Maybe it's because you have shame. Maybe you blame everyone or your circumstance around you. And God responds to Adam and Eve and he says, who told you that you were naked? In other words, who told you that you're not worthy for intimacy? That's what God is telling you today. Who told you you're not worthy of it? You are. Amen? Intimacy requires vulnerability, worthiness. Shame and isolation have no place with intimacy. So I want to tell you a vision that I had a long time ago that I didn't understand until I was meditating in this class. And uh, when I had the, the vision or dream, um, I thought, man, I'm going to write a book about this. That's the the first thing I thought about. This, is a, this would be a cool book idea. But uh, maybe not. Um, it was for this. So I had a vision. Uh, dream slash dream that I was standing in my living room looking outside the door. And I have a screen door. Okay, you guys have been to my house, some of you. I have a screen door, and I can look outside, right? So I had I, I, I saw myself, like, looking out. I'm looking out, and outside, there's all this, like, turmoil. Like, there's, like, uh, you know, things being burned. There's, like, protests. There's, like, you know, all these crazy stuff. This was years ago. This was, I don't know, maybe three years ago, and I'm seeing all this disaster and all this stuff happening, and I start to feel fear, and I start to feel anxiety, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, and I just start feeling like, oh, what's going on? What's happening? And God's like, hey, you're in the house. Stop looking outside. So I turn around, and I look into the living room. And I look at my house, right? My house has literally four rooms, right? The living room, the kitchen, the bathroom, and my room. So good. Um, and he says, look at the kitchen. That's where we eat together. That's where me and you, we eat together, and I feed you. I give you the nourishment that you need. I'm like, awesome. See, this living room, this is where we do life together. We hang out. We talk about everything here. In the restroom, I I didn't know where he was going with this. (laughs) In the restroom, that's where I refresh you. That's where I refresh you. He says, I want you to go into the master bedroom. Because that's where we are going to talk about destiny. Come into the master's bedroom. So he invited me into the master's bedroom. And I just remember talking. I, I don't know what we said. I was kind of like coming out of it. But we were talking about the deepest things in my heart and in his heart. But for a moment there, I fell into uh, noticing what's happening in the world. And everything I saw then is happening today. And he's inviting us as a church that if we want to see change in the world it has to come from intimacy it has to come from the master's bedroom and he said these words when i woke up you deserve this kind of intimacy so i want you to close your eyes real fast we're not going to finish yet but i just want you to close your eyes real fast and i just want you to meditate real quick about the master's bedroom He is waiting for you to step into the master's bedroom, see your destiny in him unfold. And when you have a chance, just in the next few moments, I want you to say these words. Father, I deserve you. Say that, Father, I deserve you. Amen. Open your eyes. That feel good? I said that the other day because the Lord reminded me. I was like, wow, Father. Yeah. You're right. I have always said that I'm God's favorite. You guys remember that? We laugh at that sometimes, right? I've always said, man, I'm his favorite because one time I asked him, Lord, what's your favorite color? And then he said, what's your favorite color? And I said, blue. Duh. And he said, well, that's my favorite color too. And I understood that God is for me. And he wants to know me. Amen. And I'm his favorite. Are you his favorite? He's not just my Lord and King. That's what I understood at that moment. He's my father, my friend. And he desires to be in my life. You know that God desires to be in your life like everything in your life amen had another uh, vision this was a vision i was like awake and worship and prayer and in intimacy with him amen and so he showed me how he spoke the worlds into existence i saw like a black space and i heard his words and I saw things being formed, like planets and galaxies and sun and, you know, stars and all this stuff being formed, and then I saw earth, and I saw like this amazing blue planet, right, and then he, it is, it it, it's, it was like if I was, I started out in space, and I saw everything being formed, and then I saw uh, earth, and he took me there, and he, sh- he formed you know adam he formed everything and then you know everything in heaven and, and earth and just everything so i naturally i asked a question right because that's a good part of intimacy is that you can ask anything you hear me anything okay so me in my kind of kiddish like moment i asked him a question you ready Mind you, he's showing me amazing things. I could have asked maybe, uh, you know, I could have been like Solomon, Lord, give me wisdom, right? Like something. This is what I asked. I wrote here. So I naturally asked, if you loved us, if you love us so much, Lord, you formed us, you formed everything. And he, he said, this is all for you. This is all for my children. I said, Lord, then why did you put that tree there, Lord? Why did you put that freaking tree that you knew, by the way, they were going to mess up. You knew Adam and Eve were going to mess up. Why, God? Why? Why? You knew that messed us all up, Lord. Back then, I was coming out of like this religious thing that I had in life. So I had these questions like, why, Lord? Why did you, why did you put that tree there? This was like in 2009. Why, God? Why did you put that tree there? That messed us all up in humanity. And he told me, you know, I put that tree there, son, because I wanted them to choose me above everything. Right? That's when I learned the power of of choice or the will of man. And uh, the reason I'm telling you that is because in intimacy, you can ask him anything. And he'll tell you. There's times where he'll tell you right then and there. There's times where he'll say, be strong and courageous, right? And tell you later the things that, that you're asking about. But you can ask him anything. See, some people hear that question and they think, man, that's really, you're coming, like, you're asking God why, you know, like, that's coming on strong to God. But you can ask him anything in intimacy. Recently, he asked me a question. He said, son, what's my will for earth and for my church on earth? And I said, "Uh, I don't know. But through intimacy, he was able to take me through this journey with him for months, for like eight months of just learning this stuff, him showing me in the word, me driving in the car and boom, he began to speak to me about stuff. Why do I recognize him? Because I have intimacy with him. I know what he feels like. I know that when we worship and and stuff is happening, I can feel it here in church. But I can feel it in the car. I can feel it when I'm at work. And all of a sudden, boom, I feel him. Why? Why do I know his voice? Why do I feel him wherever? Because I have intimacy with him. And you can too. Amen? The word infatuation means false fire. Looks like fire but can't keep you warm. It does not build passion. Intimacy builds healthy passion. God wants intimacy, not infatuation. Amen? Some of the greatest moments that I've had, um, not just those big revelation, mystery kind of stuff moments, but some of the best moments I've had with him, um, is when I've gotten to know myself more in him. When he's seen something in me, like David said, in the old covenant, David says it like this, point anything out in me that offends you, right? That's the old covenant way. Now, if you do something that offends God, you're going to know it right away. Okay, you have the Holy Spirit, you're a new creation, like it's different for you. But sometimes what happens is we have these beliefs about ourselves, about who God is inside of us, because maybe we grew up in church and we heard some stuff that we shouldn't have heard. Amen. And so we have these ideas and and we function weird because we just don't know how good God is, how loving he is. And and we feel unworthy sometimes and we have these things. So God goes in when you have intimacy, when you invite him into the deepest parts of you. And he says, this part right here, like, I love you, but this part right here, I this is not good for you. I want this out. Let's take this out. What do you think? And you're like, yeah, let's take it out. Let's take this stuff out. Let's get it out now, right? And that's what God wants with you. He wants that kind of intimacy where he goes into the deepest parts of you and he takes those, out, those things out. He's pointed out, for me, false beliefs. He's pointed out, like, what my true passion is, what I thought it was, and he's... You know, clarified it. He He's given me identity in that intimacy. He's transformed the way that I think in that intimacy. He, he taught me why I had this thing about religion and, and religiousness and all this stuff. I know who I am because he knows me and I know him. Amen? And that's what intimacy looks like. It looks like how David. Can you put that one up? Um, the Psalm 139. it looks like that search me oh god and know my heart that part search me oh god and know my heart amen i believe god is inviting us into just a not just intimacy moments but a lifestyle of intimacy Talk to him. Ask him questions. Lord, why did this happen? I want to know. And maybe the answer that you'll hear is be strong and courageous. But talk to him that way. Because he's good and he wants to hear you. He wants to hear it from you. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. I come and get to know me, Lord. I am my beloved and my beloved is mine. I'm his. He's mine. Amen? All right. Well, I'm done as far as this part goes. What we're going to do right now is uh, we're going to, so you're going to find like a, most of you are comfortable already. Um, You're going to find a comfortable, like, place. And uh, try to separate a little from the person that's next to you. And, uh... (laughs) Basically I, what I want is for you to have like a an intimate moment with God and what you're going to do is you're going to you're going to use the words of David okay and you're going to say search me o god and know my heart and what's going to happen cuz God spoke to me what's going to happen is either he's going to speak to you about something in your life it doesn't have to be negative guys okay so don't look at it that way could be a really good thing a reward that he wants to give you it could be uh you know a a decision that you're waiting for and can give you the answer it could be a picture he might show you a picture if he shows you a picture ask him what is that picture about okay because i learned that the hard way (laughs) so we're gonna play a song uh not too loud and you're gonna say that to the lord uh, search me, oh God. Separate. I see some of you guys still together. I want you guys to separate. Um, search me, O oh God, and know my heart. He's going to speak some destiny stuff to you as well, I feel, from the Holy Spirit. Some stuff about, um, some stuff about future. Future stuff. I'm going to do it too. I'm going to join you guys. So let's play that and then just close your eyes and... And pray that prayer, search me, O God, and know my heart. Thank you for listening to the Grace and Love podcast. We hope you were blessed by this message. If you have a prayer request, we would love to hear from you. Please feel free to contact us. And if you're in the LA area, we would love to meet you. We have services Sundays at 2 p.m. and Fridays at 8 p.m. We are located at 1900 Medford Street, Montebello, California, 90640. Thanks again, and God bless you.